Hey everybody. Hello. You're here on the Level Rage with Tim and Lauren. I'm Lauren. I'm Tim. This is my voice now. Sorry guys, we tried to fix it before airtime, but it just wasn't happening. That's not my real voice. I don't even know what that voice is, and I don't like it, so I'm going to stop it. And uh, maybe not do voices anymore, just in general. I'm the man of one voice, one great voice, my voice. That's all the voices I have. The authentic Tim experience. Yeah. yeah. T-A-E. T-A-T-E. T-A-T-E. That's what it is. Tate. The authentic Tim experience. Oof. <laughs> All right. Well, all right, guys. We are back. It's round round four. Of Ding. The level rage. Um, this is the early internet memories episode. And on the subject of memories, and in honor of our one month anniversary, we are going to change the call-in system on you because yep. we want you to call this show. Because the whole point of the show. It's for us to talk to you. Not, not the whole point. Well, and also for Tim to do voices. Yeah. It's a showcase sorry, for, I'm my, sorry. for my professional voice work. Yes. The many the many Comedy Central shows on which Tim's voice will soon be appearing. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to probably do like a... I'm going to do like the, the full... Um, like I'll make a, like a, a little appearance on Key and Peele... Just doing like voice voice work, so they'll work me in somehow. I don't know how yet, and then I'll like stop in on Kroll's show, like uh, I'll be like a featured voice, like if they need someone to do the voice of uh, I don't know, like uh, an announcer in a train station, I could probably do that. Um, like uh, attention, attention, passengers, that kind of thing. You just put your your hands in front of your mouth, and it sounds muffled. Which this is, is how the pros yeah, do it, I think. That's a little fully trick for you guys. Um, Ooh, well, yeah. before we get too deep into it, the call-in system, we don't have phones. It's true. And we don't have a call screener. Low-level rage is dirty little secret. But we have Skype. So what we want you to do, don't call us, we'll call you. Add us on Skype at low-level rage. If you want to call, send us a message. It can be as simple as, I want to call. Yeah. Or... You can pitch to us, whatever you need. But we want to have a sense of who wants to call, and we'll call you, and it will be awesome, and it is like call screening, and just think of it as call screening, and hopefully we'll get to talk to many more of you. It's it's e call screening. It's like uh, it's it's a uh, it's the new sort of uh, web 2.0 of call screening. It's an app. Ooh, those are some some fancy. <laughs> those are all the web fancy terms I words. Know. I don't, I don't really know what those mean, Tim. Interconnectivity. Synergy. Um, Facebook. Are you just reading words off of a screen now? No. Yes. So, yes. Send us a message on Skype at Low Level Rage. And then we'll call you. Yeah. Probably. We'll probably call Maybe. you. Maybe. Yeah. If we like you. Or if you just have something completely ridiculous you want to talk about. Yeah. Definitely ridiculous things. Pro, we're pro-ridiculousness, and we're anti-tyranny on low-level rage. Right? Yeah, more or less. Okay. Well, Lauren's on the fence. 
she's she's undecided about gulags apparently. Well, it depends on the tyranny. <laughs> okay. I am anti gulag. I'll say that. I don't care who hears it. Well, I didn't know that was a subject on the table. It's just I'm getting it out there. I I want to I want people to know what I stand for and what I sit for. And right now, I sit for gulags. So, what did we hear, Tim? So, starting us off, um, the I guess it's sort of the um, we're we're trying it out as a theme song for the show, but we'll see if it sticks. Um, and that is Chicago, comma now, with an exclamation point. By the fall, and that's from their fine album Extricate, which is a good later effort. It's like a mid-period. It's a mid-period fall album. We don't even actually know what at what point in their production it falls, since Marky e. Smith apparently is immortal. He, yeah, I don't think he's killable. He seems like his his like flesh has turned into something that's just like uh, it's like plasticine or something. It's yeah. entirely possible. Yeah. Concrete mixed with. Whiskey. Is plasticine a word? Did I just make that up? Or is that a... It's an era, maybe. Okay. (laughs) No, but I think it may also be a substance. Okay, good. Or texture. Texture. Um, But yeah, so... Yeah, I was... For some reason, a a few weeks ago... um, And that one, following uh, Chicago Now was uh, a, a dork classic... Anna Ang by the MFU Giants from their second album, Lincoln, which I think is from, I don't even want to say the year. I think it's 88, but I could be wrong about that. Um, it's, a great, it's a great album. Um, and for many, many years, they were my absolute favorite band um, to the point where I listened to, I think it for at least like a year or so, almost no other music. It was like pretty much exclusively They Might Be Giants. To the point where now I'm even saying their name, I almost like it gets compressed into like a rush. Like I want to say it like Demobujen, because of how often I blathered about them as a, as a youth. It just took so long to say the individual words. They might be giants, right? It, like it takes it takes extra effort. I have to think about enunciating. It's like when I say Milwaukee, my hometown. I just drop the L because that's how you show you're from Milwaukee. You don't say the L. It's a secret Milwaukee fact right there. Um, but so, yeah. And, you know, I think my family got proper internet probably pretty early. Like, I don't think we were like, you know, we weren't like on the, the DARPA net or whatever. But we were, you know, um, like we got we had Prodigy and we uh, I love that Prodigy because they had a, a game called Mad Maze. That was like this weird sort of turn-based thing where there was a maze and there were like puzzles you had to solve and stuff. And then eventually, I don't know why, probably because my parents were like, hey, Prodigy stinks. And I, you know, didn't understand the basis for this. We switched to AOL where there were chat rooms, right? Like I should at this point say that while I had the internet as a youth, I am historically a late adopter and also don't spend a lot of time on the internet, despite spending time on the internet now with all of you. Yeah. So I have some other things that I want to talk about tonight, but we're also going to discuss Tim's early internet memories and my four early internet memories. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's going to be like a, a fun mix, like a mix of a mix of, of memories. I've, I've heard of Prodigy, and I, I obviously everyone knows what AOL is. 
Um, so yeah, uh, I remember spending a bunch of time on a chat room, which I think was on Wednesday nights, uh, called Cowtown, which is a song from the album Lincoln. Um, and I think it was like a thing where someone would just informally start it. And I don't even know how they advertised it or how I knew about it. It just was like a thing that I found out about and was like, oh, I know what I'm doing every Wednesday instead of, you know, hanging out with humans. I'm and, it, going... and it had like a, a room limit, right? Yes. I think uh, I was looking at the <laughs> looking at the America Online wiki and uh, they they featured like the, the specific user limit for each like level, which was like the chat room and then it had different, like a step up. And there was like the auditorium where there were rows and like you could only hear people who were in the row with you. It was like this really convoluted thing where it's just like, oh, because everybody's on 56K or 28K terrible modems. Um, but so yeah, it was like a thing where I remember being fascinated with the fact that there were people who really loved this band because none of my friends did. All my friends mm. were like, that's obviously not cool music. They're just telling jokes over pop songs. And I was like, well, there's more to it than that. You get, you know, like real defensive about it, obviously. Um, but you know, it's, it's a thing where it was that early moment where you realize that like, there's a purpose to this weird internet thing and it's partly to find people who have similar tastes as you and who are maybe like very similar to you but just in different places so yeah um the global community the global community of of man as supported by america online and uh we have emma on the line hey what's up hey hi emma welcome to low level rage you're on the air yay (laughs) How are you tonight? I'm good. How are you? Doing pretty well. I'm good too. Um, so yeah, I just wanted to call in because I was actually going to talk about um, early AOL as well. So. Yeah, it's yeah. Let's let's do it because it's I'm I'm sort of trying to like remember this as we go along. So probably anything you can say will help. Tim, can help you me. turn up Emma's call? I will try to turn up Emma's call. Let me see if I can do that. Sorry, I'm just like trying to talk into my computer. I don't oh know no, it's works. it's totally cool. We'll figure this out. Okay, great. Yeah, so I was on AOL, but it was like, um, you know, like AOL for uh, kids only, I guess. Oh. But um. So it's like like censored AOL. Yeah, but it was weird because I remember still being able to get like on to the chat rooms, which is weird, right? Like, so it was, was like, still, like available. An, yeah, an ineffective kitty corral, basically, because that's yeah, the thing that every, yeah. every parent should be afraid of is, is kids going right. to chat rooms in 1996 or whatever, no, whatever yeah. it was. Yeah. And yeah, that was like the worst part, I feel like, of yeah. the internet. That's where all the creepy uh, shit happened, basically. Right. Before everyone knew that all of all of the creeps were there waiting. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think they knew, though. I, 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 I don't know. It was weird. But I remember, and I wanted to ask if anybody else remembered those, like, um, chat rooms where it was, like, um, supposed to be, like, you know, like, you know, like a um, fantasy world, and you would be, like, a dwarf or, like, an elf in, like, oh, a sure. pub or something. I think I was terrified yeah. of them because I went in there <laughs> at least once and was just, like... I felt like accosted by this, by like the strangeness of it. Cause it was like, I, I was, I was young enough where that, that sort of weird age where like you're past the point where you believe in things like Santa Claus, but you, and you aren't able to like 
suspend disbelief. Like I, I can sometimes suspend disbelief as, a, as an adult just choose to, but like as, a, as at that age, I'm just like, you guys are just trying to be, be like elves and stuff. This is weird, and you're yelling at me <laughs> in your elf voices. So it was like second life, but only for chat, kind of. Yeah, right. Yeah, and, yeah. and, and fantasy. This sounds awesome. I'm. It's like even it's even lamer yeah. larping. It's less social LARPing because LARPing is pretty social. I would say I I'm a, I have no problem yeah. with LARPing as a social activity. I think it's, it sounds great. So, um, Emma, did you did you <laughs> hang out and and talk elf elf language? Um, I don't think I got too involved, but I would definitely kind of like go in there and like see what was going on, and like maybe I'd sure. try to like say something, you know. Um. It was a very interesting uh, experience, I thought. Yeah, know? I bet it would be super fascinating. Uh, Did people yeah. ever try to ruin it? Did like kids come in and just be like, ah, you guys are dumb. Yes, like, yes, yes, totally. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. There was always like, somebody like screaming in there, and then they would get blocked or banned or whatever. Yes. Guess, but... Righteous <laughs> justice. <laughs> I love it. I mean, like, I don't approve of ruining things like that, but I do like the idea of just being someone being like, this makes me so mad that people are trying to pretend to do something. And I'm, I'm just going to, like, go in there and, like, say the same thing over and over again. Like, you know, like, just like yeah, totally. <laughs> Elves aren't real. Elves aren't real. Elves aren't here. <laughs> Wizards suck. Wizards suck. That was, like, a huge issue, you know, for those chats. <laughs> It's just like 20% yeah, like, people who want to talk too. elves and 80% people who want to troll them. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And not like troll in the like, you know. Not the, not thing. the under a bridge sense, no. no. Right? If only. <laughs> the other kind of troll. We were talking, um, we were talking on I was wondering it. Is, oh, I'm just wondering if like, I was just wondering if, if, um, if you know, like uh, chat rooms are still a thing anywhere or is that just gone now? Well, it's funny you should mention that. Earlier tonight, I was mentioning to Tim that I actually started a new IRC channel a couple years ago. It was a very short-lived thing because I got so nostalgic for old-timey internet things, even though I wasn't a huge part of that. And, and IRC, uh, just for those of you who don't know, stands for Internet Rad Chat. Yes, I, I that is. That's right. the yeah. yes. Yeah. That's totally the nomenclature. Yeah. And <laughs> that's not true at all. And I, and I think I, I I wanted to start an IRC channel partly because you we don't really have just like chats where people hang out in real time so much except for very weird specific things like I don't know the low level rage chat and I think that a lot of that has gone to Twitter in some ways um, but I kind of missed the the way that the, the chaos of something like a chat room. Oh yeah. I, I, I loved it. Cause you try to, especially um, I think with the, with Cowtown, I remember being like, I was probably like um, at that point, 11 or 12, I would guess, but like old enough to make jokes that adults could find funny. Cause I was pretty clever, not like smart, but clever, you know, like a precocious yeah, to, to paraphrase Tom Sharpling unintentionally. Um, <laughs> But like, yeah, so I'd make jokes and be like, you can't even tell that I'm 12 years old because my joke's so funny. Because I, I, yes. I, I, you know what I mean? Like, that's such a satisfying feeling at that age. 
At least for me yeah. it was, I guess. Maybe I don't remember. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I feel like there was a lot of like it, the chats at that point, especially because they were like one of the sort of few outlets for people to interact on in on, on the internet. Um, like there was a sort of uh, weird competitiveness, but also just like people not really quite understanding how to use it effectively and kind of just like talking over each other and stuff and like just blathering. Oh. All right, mm -hmm. Emma, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to, um, I think move on, but thank you for calling. Have a good night, Emma. Awesome to talk to you. Um, yeah. Cause that's sort of the, the, the weird thing about, uh, those chat rooms, those silly chat rooms was like, Nem chats. It was, partly like the teen chaos, right? Like people would be kind of hitting on each other, mm -hmm. which is where the sort of creepy side comes in because like it didn't even occur to me really that people would misrepresent their age and gender mm -hmm. in the chat room, right? Like why would you do that? So you were just really confused about why everybody in the chat room was like a 16-year-old girl. Right. Well, I don't think I ever, I don't, I think, I don't know if, I don't remember if that was like a, f if I was smart enough to even like notice that. Do you even right. think it was weird? Yeah. Sure. sure. And I'm, uh, yeah, I'm trying to think. Maybe I'm blocking some stuff out here. Yeah. Oof. Might need to do some memory recovery. No, oh, that'll, that'll be like I a future show. Well. Yeah. Turns out. Doing memory recovery on, on the air, and then at the end <laughs> of it, you yeah. go nuts and kill all of us. Yeah, probably. It won't end well. I, I think my, my basic stance on unrecovered memories is that they are unrecovered for a reason. Leave them be. Yes. Right. I think that's generally how that works. Um, so, yeah, you, so you, you had an IRC chat several years ago. It was very short-lived. Yeah. It was just for funsies. Right. It was called Dot Ducks. And Ducks were, was not the theme of the, the no. chat. No. No. But like you could talk about ducks if you wanted to, I assume. It was it basically was just like G chat except in an IRC client. Okay. Nice. But it was nice. Yeah. Right. I still have a dream that someday we could all hang out in a really sweet IRC channel. And get in a war with yeah. another IRC channel. Maybe like Can you do war take them over? Are there like IRC wars? Is that a thing? Oh, I bet there are. Yeah, I mean, you know, in the unregulated channels, someone could, like, swoop in and take over, and chaos would ensue, and the well-established channels would be reduced to smoldering rubble. I don't actually understand how this works. I just, I was doing some research at one point. Yeah, I, I at this point, sort of barely remember how IRC worked, other than I know I was on it for some reason. Oh, I think I know the reason, actually. Um, I think... Specifically, and this uh, will lead into our next music segment whenever we get to it. Um, I was later, once I moved past my They, they Might Be Giants, it's so hard for me to say. I want to just like slur it every single time. And I'm not a good Just roll with it. When I moved past my They Might Be Giants phase, I, I started listening to like uh, sort of slightly hipper music. Not that they're not hip, but you know. They're like, they're like the band that you realize they're, they're like... They're like on the circle of hip once you go all the way around past uncool back to cool, right? Going over the swing set. Yeah, exactly. Into 
an alternate dimension of coolness. Um, but like I started listening to like Binfold Five and you know, like Soul Coughing was a big one for a few years. Um, bands that I still like am cool with. I just don't listen to them very much anymore. Um, and like I, th I think the the main sort of repository for my internet. Uh, you know, attention was a M. Doty message board, specifically M. Doty, not the band. M. Doty being the lead singer slash guitar plunker for Soul Coughing. Um, and it was like a thing where, you know, there was the tension of him being an active participant in the message board as well. So it was kind of mm -hmm. like you were being watched the entire time. <laughs> you were, like you, you felt like you couldn't say anything like too critical because he wouldn't, he might notice. And he was judging you. And I, as I recall, he would, he would kick people off. Like I think he was. What pretty, a surprise! Yeah. Um, and like thinking about this, like this, this was was sort of the, a transitional thing because I remember like having a bunch of actual people who I felt like my, were my friends from this and would like correspond with outside of the message board. And um, I think there was an IRC chat, I believe, as well. Mm -hmm. Um, which you know was the thing where it's like. I was at that point like 13, 14, 15 and old enough to like think that I was essentially an adult, right? Because that's the age when you start believing that kind of, even though you're... Even though you're a child. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I was wrong, to be clear. I was dead wrong. Mm -hmm. um, but like, yeah, so there was that thing where um, like I started... I think I eventually hung out with some people. Like I think I went to a Slater Kinney concert with some people from the, the message board, both of whom were much older than me. And at least one of whom I had a big crush on who was like not in the appropriate age range at all. That kind of thing, you know? Mm -hmm. And it was just like, oh man, this is really not a good... Like this is the thing where you're just like, wow, this is not the right uh, direction for my attention to be going like maybe I should spend time on human beings who are at my high school and stuff like people that I can actually see mm. every day as opposed to affixing my attention to this strange thing where we're constantly talking about bands and also trying to get the attention slash avoid the gaze of one M. Doty. That's weird. Overlord of said message board. That's weird and annoying. Yeah. I don't who. It was it was very strange. I, and I, I, yeah. I just imagine he would sit there and no matter how nice of things you would say to him, he would just be nitpicky and furious. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I was looking at, I mean, this was making me really furious earlier. I was like, just because I was, I, I first tried to search for his message board to see if it was still up in any form. But of course, he just deleted it in a rage at some point, I'm pretty sure. Um, uh, and I was looking at an article because he put out a book a few years ago, which I've not read, because I, I just know it would make me really angry, um, called, like, The Book of Drugs or something like that, which is a little on the nose, I would say, because um, he had a bad drug habit in the 90s when soul coughing were kind of a... a, a, a not, not big. like a, They were like a, a hot alternative act, right? Um, yeah, I don't understand how somebody who has all of these, like, rock star problems can be so foundationally boring. As just like a human. Yeah. Well, he, he puts them all together in such a boring package. Um, according to this article you were reading, he's apparently 
He writes what? Quote, chiseled prose, I believe was the phrase. Did they actually use the phrase chiseled? Ugh. What does it even mean? But every time I hear about him, I sort of fall asleep out of boringness. So I'm struggling a little bit with this, except for the fact that this is a pretty good example of why he is a huge jerk. Well, and the thing was, I, th I think the message board existed, um, like it overlapped with the band, at least with the last few years. Um, and this slowly started being like a thing where he clearly did not want people. Which which band? With soul coughing. Wait, like, wait, wait. But he doesn't think that that band exists. N well, no, I don't think he's, he's... Yeah, I don't know what his... He seems to think that um, both he was the tentpole of soul coughing and that somehow soul coughing doesn't exist at the same time. Like, um, And also, this is what he apparently tweeted in early 2010... Dear soul coughing fans, please drop it. I am not that guy anymore. If you must cling to it, please don't bother me with soul coughing shit. Like, not only don't ask for soul coughing songs at his concerts, don't even mention the band. Like, that's the reason why you're all known. It's not like you like you did the, the M Doty thing and then just had like a little lark in the band and then we're M Doty again. Like, no. That was that's the reason anybody knows who you are, man. Like, it's really that attitude of like, no, I've moved on, so you should move on too, is the strangest thing in the world to me. Um, and like seeing that transition on the site where he was like, would you know? I think I can't. I don't remember. I don't think the other members really do it much, but they would. I feel like they would be on there once in a while, and eventually just he would slowly clearly want no one to mention the band at some point and be like no this is a this site is just for me now you realize that like everything else that's just that that's that's old news i'm i'm here that kind of thing right um and then it soured everything really quickly like it just became like a weird place to be um to the point where it was like i think it's at some point i was just like man a lot of my my internet friends are here and i just don't really want to be here anymore it sucks uh, yeah, that, yeah, that sounds like that guy's own particular bag of problems. If you want to create a thing where people can hang out and then spend all of your time policing it. That's cool. We all got to have hobbies. Yeah. Um, so this was when you were how old? I think I was like 14? 14 or 15 at this point. Yeah. Because, check out this tight segue, when I was 14... Again, not much on the internet, but it was the year 2000, and The Matrix Ooh. had recently come out, and like all teens, I had seen The Matrix, and thought it was pretty sweet. Oh, yeah. And was like listening to the soundtrack, like a teen, and was like, but that one song that Neo is listening to on his headphones while he's oh, sleeping. That's the song. That song's not on the soundtrack, but I don't know what that song is because I'm a teen. So I went onto the internet, and I found... this. And this is the thing about this period that I actually kind of miss. There would be movie websites, and then they'd have weird chats in them where you could just like go hang out in the chat and talk about the movie or talk about whatever. That's, that's bizarre. And, and after like a certain point, it would just become like a bunch of people who had just sort of made this specific chat their internet home to like hang out in. Like a, so, like a movie website, really? This was like for the, the promotional Weird. website for The Matrix. 
And so I, I got onto the internet and went there, and there were just people hanging out. But I will say that they were very useful because I asked them, what song was that? And they told me, and it's the song that we're about to play. All right, yeah. Um, so we're going to do a, a, a short music break and have some lovely musical accompaniment to uh, the topic tonight, and uh, I hope you enjoy it. This is a, this is my uh, my soothing voice I'm doing right now. I hope it's hope it's working. All right, that's enough of that. Yeah, we could just go. <laughs> we were sitting here and found ourselves just sort of doing Mike Doty impressions. Yeah, uh, it turns out. Dreams. So I'm all about, like, okay, I, I get the whole, like, separate the artist from the art thing, especially if it's something someone like, I don't know, um, like Nietzsche. 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 There you go. Fried Nietzsche. Uh, I was gonna say Marky Smith, but nobody can really sure. do that. Yeah, right, right. Like, like someone who's done something important, but like, ah, uh, he's such a he's such a shithead. Like, he seems like such a, shit, a shithead. And like now, the way he fr- like even the way he si- I, you call that if you call that singing, the way he sings, like just the way he phrases things makes me nuts. And then when he goes into like the 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 white dude rapping, I'm just like, oh no, stop, stop, just. Ooh. And I used to love this band, like love them. I still kind of like this record, but I, I see what you're saying. It's not a bad record, but he's not the good thing about it. Like, no, he's, no. He's the most questionable thing about that band by a lot. Yeah, just the way he says, true dream. True dreams. Like, just really laying on that E. Also, I will say that when I first got a copy of that record, somebody gave me a copy of that record, and the MP3 was mistagged. And so for the longest time... I thought that it was a song in which he sings True Dreams of Wichita, but the song was called True Dream of Love. Oh. And that made it so much better for me. Sure. Because I found it funny and like actually kind of like clever and sad. Yeah. And it worked for me for the song. And then I found out that it was actually just a song that was named after the thing that he said the most in the song. And then I kind of lost interest. I also want to mention there's a really um, tying into the they might be giants cowtown memories. There is a website tmbg.org that I used to look at all the time because it has fan interpretations of the songs. Oh my goodness! And you people need to see this because this thing looks like it has not been updated since oh, yeah. about the year 2000. Yeah, it's it's like a it's really awesome. It's it's like a it's a time capsule. It's like the Space Jam website. It's a time capsule. Um, my favorite interpretation of the song Cowtown, um, wherein uh, the band is referred to as the Johns because the two 
uh, you know, real members of the band are John Linnell and John Flansburg. Uh, and the interpretation of Cowtown here, uh, which is not given a creator, which is annoying because I wanted to be able to attribute this, but it's fine. Here's the interpretation. The Johns may indeed be talking about cows here, but the talk about beneath the sea leads one to believe that they, capital T, are speaking of sea cows. Parenthetical manatees. <laughs> I love it. Which I like everything about that. that I, is, I also yeah. wish that this person had pointed out, and maybe they do later in their in their interpretation, that, that manatees also are, are mermaids of the sea. It's true. Delightful manatees. Yeah. They seem nice. Everyone loves a manatee. Yeah. Especially when they bounce off of the glass at the aquarium, like in that Aww. one gif. Because they just want to hang out, right? They're like awkward dolphins. Yes, except also not very smart. Well, yeah, that makes them that makes them awkward, awkward dumb, yeah, dumb dolphins, dolphins yeah. and also not huge jerks. True, dolphins are kind of jerks. Um, they're they're we'll say they're sexually aggressive. Is that a fair? Yes, gross. Let's go back to talking about manatees, which are awesome <laughs> and adorable and not huge jerks. I apologize. <sighs> yeah, that's fair. Um, I have I have a memory. Yeah. This is not please. the internet, though, and this is actually something, Tim, that you would share, which is our love for the computer game Heaven and Earth. Oh, such a good game. So many puzzles. You want to solve all the puzzles? I don't know if... Figure out that card game. Any <laughs> of you guys sense. played Heaven and Earth... But when Tim and I realized that we both had played this game, which I was, what was it, 92, I think? It was really early, yeah. It was astonishing because I'd never met anyone else who'd played it, and it was, some of the puzzles were really fun. They were like optical illusions. Like little yeah. logic puzzles, but graphically represented. It and was they like were stuff quite... that you do in an, an IQ test, kind of, um, but like more fun. Right, right, right. Yeah. Like actually well designed, but then yeah. like the entire rest of the game, and it was structured along narrative lines. You were supposed to actually do all of the parts of the game along this journey. Oh yeah. But the other parts of the game were impossibly difficult, and either badly designed or just not something that my seven-year-old mind could understand. Because there was a weird card game that had like elements on it. It had like the, like a lightning storm, and then like it'd be like a. I mean, it would make cool sound effects when you clicked on them. And I think you're supposed to match them. Yeah, it was like a... It was a trick-taking game. Like, whist. That kind of thing, yeah. Whist. Um, yeah. But Except the rules were sense. never no. articulated. So it was very hard to score well. Yeah, you could just click randomly and it's fine. You and could also... Um, cool sounds. But. The pendulum. There was a swinging pendulum. The pendulum game made more... That made more sense, but it was like a... I think that my, maybe like my hand-eye coordination was not sufficiently up to snuff to... to I think that may have that been game. the issue. Yeah. Because, um, fun fact, uh, when I was, I think, four years old, I was like on the cusp with uh, like which class I should be in, either K4 or K5. Um, mm. Kindergarten four, kindergarten five, and I, uh, I was, I was fine. Everything else, I could not throw a beanbag well enough. My how big was this beanbag? It was, 
It was like <laughs> it was roughly melon size. I'm actually imagining it was a, you. It was, it was a, uh, like a watermelon. <laughs> Holding a beanbag that is the size of a child. And tottering. And, and, like, yeah. and struggling yeah. to throw it above your head. And then and then the adults laughing at you because you have failed to lift yeah. a beanbag that actually weighs about 20 pounds. My school was very, it was weird. There's a lot of adults laughing at children in my school, which I feel like is probably not, that's probably not what, how you're supposed to do that. But I mean, you know, it toughened me up. Yeah. Tough world out there. You can point a laugh at me now. And I don't adults going to laugh at you. Yeah, it's true. So, so you had beanbag throwing. Yeah problems mm-hmm. and this translated into your inability to be good at the pendulum section of right. heaven and earth which i also was terrible at i think it was just badly designed probably that's my I, i'm gonna i'm gonna put that on that's on them that's not on us. we could we could go we yeah. could go there i will say again two years ago ish when i was apparently experiencing a lot of nostalgia i made it so that i could play heaven and earth on a regular no. laptop i'm so jealous and it's no longer possible with the OS, but I had to go through many hoops and finally got it to work and was extremely excited while I reworked some of the puzzles, but then realized that none of the mouse-based parts of the game worked. It's, it's funny how... I, the, and I was very sad. Just quick interruption. It's funny you guys want to hear the Manatee voice, but it's not going to happen unless you call in. Right? Them's, them's the breaks. You don't get to hold this one over our head. Nope. It's your fault. I also kind of want to hear the manatee voice. Yeah, so well, somebody's got to call. No one's going to hear it ever until someone calls. So maybe. Or messages us so that we can call them. Yeah, either that's how, that's how it's going to work. I mean, we could also just start randomly calling those of you we have contact <laughs> info for. <laughs> but that seems a little bit, uh, that seems like a violation. An unfortunate precedent to set. All right, we have a we have a caller. No, no on the line. Noah's here with hear, us. I want to hear the manatee voice. Noah doesn't know the rules though, because we said you have to message us first. Well, you also said in the chat. So you're getting dumped in the dump tank, dunked in, dunked in it, dunked in it. You got splashed. <laughs> okay, so. Now we're gonna we'll, we'll try this the uh, the proper way, the low level rage way. Hey Noah, how's it going? This is this is unfair. <laughs> we're in control. But you're on the air with low level rage now. Hey, How are you? How's it going, Noah? Hi. Let me hear the manatee voice now, please. <laughs> All right, Noah. And turn me up in the middle. <laughs> that was gross. How are you? You asked for this, Noah. This is your fault. (laughs) It's all your fault, Noah. Can you please dunk me again? (laughs) (laughs) Why would you want me to dunk you, Noah? (laughs) This is... This is what you have wrought. You, You guys really can't blame me for that. I mean, you can, but I'm. I didn't want to do it. Oh, oh you're proud of yourself. Look, I'm, I'm a little proud of myself. I'm, I'm like, I'm like twenty percent proud of myself, thirty percent ashamed, and forty percent confused. 
and then other. The rest is other. Yeah, we can make... If the, if the manatee thing is going to be like a regular segment, you guys have to call. I'm not just going to do it. Please, yeah. yes. Th like, this has to be a rule because otherwise I am going to go outside at the end of the show and leap from the balcony. Because yeah. basically I will just do this all the time and... Even yeah, even when we're not doing the show, yeah. he will just start doing it, and it will be a horrifying nightmare for me. And, like, heaven for me. Yes, it's really all he's ever wanted. Manatee heaven. So, uh, I would like to make a list with you guys. Yeah. And you can throw these things up in the chat if you want. But I was thinking about the show this week, and I was minding my own business, until I realized that I had a piece of lint in my shoe and I could feel it in my shoe and it was terrible. And I instantly became so enraged. And so I started thinking about the most annoying things that are completely trivial, easily fixable, and yet absolutely infuriating. And so I came up with a couple of things for the list, and I'm still keeping piece of lint and or rock in shoe at yeah. the top of it. The smallest rock. It, isn't, it, it can be essentially like a rock shard, like a little, like a little chip. Yeah, that's what I'm still, saying, like yeah, even lint. Yeah, yeah. Just anything. Yeah. And all you have to do is take off your shoe and dump your, it out. But for those like four seconds that it's in there, it's the worst thing. Yeah, and and like if you're like me, uh, if you're like me, Lord, uh, I, like I'm stubborn enough to refuse. Like I'm not gonna take my my shoe off in public. Right, you can't stop if you're if you're walking. If you make it out of the house with something in your shoe, you're doomed. Yeah, you have to get to your destination and then find like a bathroom or something. I mean, it. Because it's shameful to take off your shoe in public. Let's just lay that out there. Revealing one's feet is... It's a thing for, for children. Yeah. For children, so, children and hobos. That's, that's it. So points, points are awarded in, in this calculus for sheer annoyingness and triviality. So if it's super yeah. annoying but not trivial, fewer points. Mm-hmm. Not super annoying, but really trivial, and yet it drives you nuts. I definitely want to hear about it, and we'll we'll see where it goes on the list. I see that dropping the soap in the shower has been mentioned as an extremely annoying. I do get really mad and trivial that thing, and I think that that's uh, got to be pretty high up there. I dropped my my uh, my my uh, my razor in the shower, and it's like one of those. Uh, I've got like one of those fancy uh, disposable razor things where you insert like the the razor into it, and it's real heavy and like fancy feeling. But when, I, when it's super manly, heavy enough that when you drop it, it's like oh, it's a, it makes a big noise, and I'm worried I broke it. I'm just I just I think I actually like went god damn it, and then you know begrudgingly picked it up and made sure it wasn't broken. Calm myself down, took a deep breath, but yeah, I was pretty annoyed. Meanwhile, the water is just pouring onto yeah. you. Yeah. Oof. There's some pretty good ones in the chat. So right now. dropping soap and or razor. Yeah, you wanna you wanna um, tell me what we got. Uh, Bucket Betty has introduced stepping in cat barf. Oh, 
which is, you know, it's funny because it's like, it's harmless. It, it is. is. Yeah. It is actually trivial and yeah. completely, completely appalling. Oh, yeah. It's awful. It's, it's, uh, I mean, the thing is, I know what my cat eats, mostly. I'm sure it, there's some things that he eats that I would rather not know about, but um, I don't want to step in his digested cat food it's true i'm putting it beneath dropping soap though because of infrequency of occurrence that's true unless your cat pukes all the time in which case you need to get that checked out that's that's absolutely true that that, that is not that's not normal cat behavior you know once a week that's that's pretty reasonable cat barf frequency um just to remind everybody the topic is trivial annoyances at the moment, I'm making a list of the most annoying things that also are incredibly meaningless, but right. still just drive you so yeah. crazy. Um, so I have a couple more, like, yeah. but I see that we have a bunch in the chat. I also would like to put out there stuff stuck in your teeth, mm-hmm. program not responding, smudge on your glasses. And things stuck on other things. Like if you're trying to get your keys out and it catches oh, yeah. something in your pocket and then it falls on the ground and then you're angry and discombobulated. I'm just going to put that one on the list because I hate it. I feel like I don't have that one happen as much, but I, I can imagine it being really annoying. At work, at my work, things get stuck on other things all the time. And I'm it graceful. Makes me <laughs> furious. Is that better or worse than the manatee voice, the uh, my, my smug voice? I wish that you all could see the face that he makes when he says things like that. Okay, what do we what do we got for the list? Um, I think okay. Let me take a look in the in the in the chat. Um, yeah, Noah's the first person to get dunked twice. I think on the show, which is fun. Uh, first person to get dunked properly. And first person to get dunked twice in the same show. That, that's great. Well, the first time ever, you basically dunked yourself since it was an accident. That's true. That's so true. we're still recovering from that. Um, I have one, which is maybe a little specific. But um, you, you're familiar We got to catch this. up with the chat, though, first, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm looking for new ones. Um, there's a lot of manatee talk. I think I might be going too far back. Um... I, well, the one that I want to bring up is retail specific. Cool. Um, but it's when people don't like hand you money before you finish ringing them up. I work at I have a retail job, and people will often just like shove money at me when I'm clearly trying to t- like super add up annoying. Order. Like here's my money here, and like n- no, there's there's like it's 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 a process where there's an obvious order to it which is like i ring up the things there is a total and then i tell you the total and then you give me the more money or the exact amount of money than that total is and then i give you change or you put your card in the machine it's very simple but like just shoving money at somebody it's like it's like a weird thing where i'm i suspect you might be either an alien or it's like a a tom hanks in big situation where you've been inserted into an adult body Badly programmed. Yeah. Badly pro- programmed robot is also possible. Yeah. So I don't know what you call that. Maybe just bad, bad retail etiquette in general. Because that's all really not a big deal. But it drives me furious sometimes. 
It is. It's pretty yeah. bad. It also is a sign of a larger like problem right. with someone else, but that's really their problem, and and your problem is well more or less trivial. It might get points deducted because it actually is legitimately, legitimately annoying. I've added some things from the chat in order. Okay. And so now we have lint in shoe, wet socks, dropping soap slash razor, being sweaty, tangled headphones, things on other things. Oh, I like tangled headphones. Cat puke step, the sound of someone eating a banana. And <laughs> and we gotta put we gotta put and the smell of somebody eating a banana. Some, someone else eating a banana problem. is gross. Like I like I like eating a nice banana, but like I don't want to smell you eating your banana. It's weird. <laughs> they are extremely pungent. So smelly, but delicious. Hey, we have a uh, hey Greg. You're on you're on the air with the level rage. Hi guys. Hey. Hi, Greg. Oh, uh, I first I just had a question for the manatee. Okay. I just wanted to know if you're a freshwater or a saltwater manatee. Well, I, I I don't really understand that question. I just you swim can... swim in swim in the water. Yeah, but like in a river or in a like a like a, a sea, a marine environment. I'm, I'm not entirely sure you're clear on the concept of what a manatee is. Or the, the, I would never really understand what a river is. It's Can you manatee. explain it? Can you explain it to me? <laughs> what is uh, a river? Greg, what's a river? Manatee. Tell me about rivers. You know what? I'm not gonna go, but I, I actually have here a freshwater. Manatee. Oh, the manatee left. The manatee's gone. He he swam okay, away. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um. So I work at an office, and we have a Keurig machine. I don't know if you guys are familiar with the Keurig machine. Yes. People it is for fancy like, people. Curing, like like with like with uh, meats. Keurig. Oh, Keurig. K e u r i g. Oh, okay. They have single cup doodads of oh. tea or coffee that you put in the machine like and it shoots it out. Cake cup. Yeah. Yes, sure. there you go. Okay, cool. Yeah. If you don't like your coffee to be very good, but you do want it to create a lot of waste. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's awful. People leave the, 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 the cups in the machine. They use the machine, they leave the cup in there. Yeah, because that, like it's... The thing that's annoying about that especially is that making coffee in a regular coffee machine is one of the easiest things to do. Especially if it's already ground up. Like, it's it's essentially a three-step process that makes a bunch of coffee. Whereas the K-Cup makes, like, not much coffee, and then you have to clean up after it still, right? It doesn't actually save you that much in the terms of effort. No, yeah. But it's in plastic. Which is cool. So that's cool. Plastic is cool. I will say that. Like, it's it's one of the most futuristic uh, textiles <laughs> that we have. It, it, it's good for lots of things. You can put plastic. You can have yogurt in some plastic. You can um, you can make a shirt out of plastic. Yeah. You can. I bet there's plastic in spaceships. Oh, right? it's all over the place. Yeah, I mean, look. So. I'll say I get the appeal because plastic's cool. Um, 
I feel like the thing is though that that would the specific moment that would enrage me with the the, the Korig, Korig is that the the pronunciation? Korig. 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 I almost. It depends to... if you want to anglicize it or pronounce it in the original German. Korig. Korig. Yeah. 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 There we go. I'm trying to really. That's perfect. There's an umlaut. I'm really. I'm really like laying on that umlaut. Um. Like the moment when you notice that somebody left the cake up in, I would be, I would almost certainly be furious beyond ac- the actual <laughs> inconvenience involved. Like, you couldn't, you just, you just, just take it, just take it out of there. The, the, bar- the garbage is right there. Like, that would probably be a thing that I would say in my head almost every single time that happens. Oh, yeah, no, that's, that's basically exactly what goes through. Well, and, I've, been, I've actually, I, I haven't been very public about this, but, like, I have a broken leg right now. Yeah. How, how's it doing, by and the way? And so for that, well, it's fine unless someone leaves a goddamn cake up in the <sighs> I got to hobble all my way over to the, the garbage can with the, with their cake up. And then, look, I'm a better person than they are. We all know that. Yeah. So I'm going to take my empty cake up out of the machine. So that's two extra trips to the garbage I have to make hobbling around the lunchroom. And I, I think, you know, what a good response to do, if you want to be, like, super passive-aggressive, um, which I, I bet you do, because, yeah, it's fun. Draw, like, a... a can, how are your drawing skills on a scale of, like, of like zero to, uh, I don't know, like, uh, who's the, the painter of light? Um, uh, Kincaid, yeah. Yeah, Kincaid. From scale of, of zero to Kincaid, how, how good are your drawing skills? Yeah, I might go full kink. Full kink? Oh, Topping out. Um, okay, so then you want to draw draw a note of uh, like a, a, either a stick figure or like a full full color portrait of yourself with the broken leg, sadly throwing away the K cup, and then just affix it to the machine. Yeah, yeah, I'm kind of seeing one of those like like maybe me also with a crown of thorns and looking sorrowfully up to the sky. <laughs> yes, exactly. Because you have to be the martyr in this. I, I, yeah. Yeah. At the very least, a martyr. At the most, Christ-like. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not saying that I'm, you know, like the son of God or anything, because well, I'm not. No, I'm just in terms of your God. sacrifice that you, yeah, you are. Yeah. yeah. Pretty high up there. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for the call, Greg. Oh, it was my pleasure to talk to you. Yeah. Hi, Greg. Bye, Greg. You're not going to get splashed. Guys, the list, the list is looking pretty good. Do you want to, we have some new entries to the list? Oh, yeah. So now we've got lint in shoe, wet towel, wet socks, dropping your soap or razor, being sweaty, (laughs) tangled headphones, things on other things. Popcorn kernels stuck in your gums. Water spots on your glassware. Oh, yeah. Cat puke step. Wet K-cups. Banana eating. Losing your place on Twitter. Getting dunked on low-level rage. (laughs) Terrible retail behavior slash money throwing. People who request the the bus stop when the stop has already been requested (laughs) on the bus. I do that all the time because it's fun to pull a little cord. Problems with your shoes, fabrics that itch you. This one's low on the list only because it's actually, I think, pretty non-trivial. 
And a broken zipper. Also pretty non-trivial because you don't want your pants to fall down. Yeah, that's true. I, I prefer not to expose myself in public if I can avoid it. All right, well, that's that list is coming together, I think. Yeah, we're doing it. It's going great. Hey, we have uh, we got a caller on the line. John. John is uh, here. <clears throat> hi, hi, John. Welcome okay, to Low well, Level Rage. You're on the air. Uh, cool. This is this is awesome. This is the first time I've met uh, John. If, if I'm not revealing too much, is an old friend of Caldwell's. What's up, homie? And hopefully John is with I've us. Just, I've just killed him. Yeah, I think you uh, with, with... Um, Yeah, everything is like playing twice for me. Is there some way to... Oh, turn, do you turn off the, turn off the, uh, the radio feed. Like, yeah, just, just have the call and nothing else, basically. And we'll, we'll wait uh, while, you, while you turn off your, your okay. radio feed. This is, this is, these are just the kinks we have to work out with having a call-in show. Hope everyone's going to be... Yeah. Not okay. like the the band, the great the the legendary I like, kinks. I like that St. Stephen's Green album. I guess that's pretty much the only one I think. Yeah, that's a good one. The one the one where they sing about like old timey stuff, right? Yeah, and it's kind yeah. of I don't folksy. That's the kind of yeah nerd that I am. I like. Uh, do, do you ever heard their uh, their country rock album, Muswell Hillbillies? Uh. No, I never have heard that one. It's really good. It's very good. Recommend that. It's one of the only because one of my one of my pet peeves. Oh, this is a pretty. Maybe this can go on the list. Is uh, English people doing country music drives me nuts <laughs> yeah. sometimes. Fair enough. And I, and like I'll get mad at myself. I'm like, am I being kind of like not racist, but like something sort of like racist? Or like, oh, yeah, like, like this doesn't belong to you. Yeah, exactly. It, like it's when, not as bad as them doing the blues at all, though. Somehow it's that's true. Yeah. I mean, Eric Clapton, to me, is the avatar of like what I hate in the world. I kind of agree. Um, I I like some Cream songs. Some Cream songs are fine, but that's about it. Because that's like not just him. It's like a a band. But it's still like I have to get over the Clapton factor. Um, Yeah, because it's true. He is good, but in a way where it's like he's like smug about how good he is. I get it, dude. I get it. Yeah. Like okay. (laughs) You know how many people are good at guitar? Like, literally a million people are really good at guitar, if not more. Probably 10 million. So you're not really that special, Eric Clapton, basically. <laughs> you are one in 10 million. Exactly. Whoa, bringing the hate, guys. <laughs> taking on, the, taking on the, the, big, the big boys today. These are the, the hot takes. Are you ready, uh, Eddie Van Halen? Van Halen? I don't, I don't know much about Van Halen. Um, oh, they're all right. They're fine. They're fun. But do you have early internet memories? Oh, yes, I do. Sweet. I wanted to call in. I was thinking when I first saw that this was the topic, this thing instantaneously jumped to mind because I, I am like super native on the internet, even though, I mean, I'm almost 30, but I grew up in Silicon Valley, so we just like always had it. Um, yes. And so like I had a website when I was in like second grade on GeoCities and whatever and what color uh, was, was your background? It was yellow with lots. There was flashing, and it was Star yeah. Wars oriented. So there were a lot of Star Wars images and some early animated GIFs. Um, like the real crappy, clunky ones that were oh, like at yeah, the bottom horrible, of like GeoCities page. Frames. Yes, yeah, those are great. <laughs> um, and so anyway, but like 
I just thought of this forum that, like, I don't know, did other people... I, I assume that everyone has this experience, so maybe it's not, like, novel to talk about, but, like, that there was this forum that I got on, and it was a community that was, like, that became super important to me, and, and it was older people, and I was, like, a teen. I was, like, for coaches. I didn't have a lot of friends. I was kind of, like, your very typical guy who would use the internet way too much at that time in his life sure i think i was pretty similar that sounds about right um and so i got on this forum which was oddly enough was the mr cranky movie reviews forum which was this guy who did he wrote for like the denver post as like a real film critic i think and then he had this online site where he just wrote like the most blistering hate-filled like trolling movie reviews of every movie like of every movie that would come out because um, secretly he hates he hates movies. He just doesn't like them at all. Apparently, like he had this split personality where it would be like every review would be like Hunter S. Thompson writing Richard Nixon's obituary, like that level of vitriol. Um, and so, but in these forums, there was like discussions had like almost nothing to do with movies, and I was taken under the wing of this group of like. 10 or 15, mostly like late 20s, early 30s, really educated, like people with masters and doctorates and academics and stuff. And they kind of took me under their wing and it was like... You're like their could, apprentice or something? Or something. I don't know. <laughs> like they would talk to me like I was an adult and I had like oh, ideas nice. and things that I wanted to talk to, which you kind of touched on, Tim, earlier. Uh, but I didn't like have anyone in my life that I felt I had like that I could talk to about things like that. Yeah. And that was um, the nice thing about it. It was sort of similar where it's like, um, it was nice to talk to people who treated me seriously in a way that like most older people in my life did not. Um, and like would talk to me about bands and like, were interested in like, Oh, this is a 13 year old kid who has pretty good taste in music. Um, and like, it's nice to have people who are like, you should listen to this. Because, you know, you have good taste and you like it. And that's like a very like, oh, yeah, all right, cool. No one thinks I'm cool in real life, but they think I'm cool on this website. So I'm doing all right. That kind of thing. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah exactly. And I would like, and so then I got into like, you know, sort of off the forum, like we would be on ICQ. I don't know if people remember using that uh, or if anyone other than me did use that. Uh, and like... And then, like, one of the other people who was on there, I ended up, like, having, like, a romantic relationship with them. And it was just, like, the source of all this this stuff in my life that really drew me in and hooked me on the Internet in a way that I still am to this day. Maybe not my favorite aspect of myself. but Sure. Uh, You're not alone, It was though. the beginning. Yeah. Yeah, and it, I don't know. It's just... When you when you guys brought this up, I don't know how the topic arose, but it just brought to mind like how weird it is because I'm just like I am just like do irony on Twitter and I'm an idiot online now <laughs> and don't use it for anything purposeful. But it reminded me that at one time this was like that it's been like just integral in like every aspect of my life and like intellectual maturation, and mm -hmm. I rarely I rarely take the time to reflect on that. Yeah, for sure. It's, uh, yeah, it's, yeah, it's so ubiquitous at this point, and it's and it's changed so much in ways that we don't really think about. That now we're just like, oh, I'm going to 
peep my Facebook or whatever. And I, I feel like also, especially like at that age, I was much more uh, self-serious about it. Um, like I'd get in huge, like raging fights with people, uh, oh, yeah, especially I on, yeah. Oh, so seriously. Right. <laughs> yeah. Like, like I have to win this fight because <clears throat> if I don't, then I'll be humiliated in front of literally tens of people. <laughs> Like but they will all know, and they will all know. Yeah. They will have witnessed my downfall. Because I've been using the, the name Oil Can Tim for, like, a long time. So it was literally, like, Oil Can Tim, his strong thoughts about, like, Israel or something, right? Like, some, something we're, like, not qualified to talk about at all, basically. So now now, now, li- listeners can go dig these up and then call you Probably. and talk to you about them. Oh, God. Hey, yeah, so... Uh, John, we're gonna we're gonna uh, yeah. we're gonna uh, we're gonna move on, but it was a great call. Right. Thanks, yeah, for, thanks calling. for calling. I'm glad you have Skype yeah. now and I, you can uh, call us. I have to go, so I will uh, I will definitely call in again. But goodbye to all the people in the chat as well. I gotta go hang out with my pops. So have fun. It, it's been grand talking to you guys. All right. Bye, John. Right. Bye-bye. Good night. And just a reminder, we are working on our call-in system. Yeah. And add us on Skype at Low Level Rage. It's a Send wh- us it's a, a message. It's a whip. It's a work in progress. And don't call us. We'll call you. Unless no one wants to be our call screener. But in the meantime... Hey, is, is this Nick? Are you on the air? I'd like to speak to the manatee, please. I'm a manatee. Hi, this is your brother, the other manatee. What? Where have you been? I know that you and dad got in a fight, but he wants you back home. I never want to see that bastard again. Wait, wait, other manatee, how long has this been going on? See, Tim the manatee tore down his Eric Clapton posters because he said he sucks. But he's gotten over it. He's a sellout. You know, I think Dad's come around to your side. So we want you back home. Will he besmirch tears in heaven for me? Let me ask him. I just need a sign of good faith. Wow, we're we're having a a manatee reunion. Tears in Heaven is an exploitive piece of garbage. Poppy, you don't know how much it means to hear you say that. Your mom has been up late nights crying herself to sleep. We just want you home, son. How can you tell that she's crying if she's underwater, just incidentally? Because the area around her eyes is dry know this you're a manatee I, know. I just i was just checking see just a little that's a little manatee I check anybody yeah. could just call up on skype and pretend I, to be a manatee i don't mean to sound suspicious or anything but yeah just come home after right. your show swim on home very slowly here let, let me just let me just go ahead and, and jump back into the water i'll i'll be there as soon as i can Goodbye forever, podcast audience. Oh, that was a really sweet ending to that 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 story there. Father and, and son manatees bounding over their mutual dislike of Eric Clapton. Well, I think that's a good time to uh, uh, 
transition into a little, little more music. Uh, Lauren, did you want to talk about this this next song at all? Yes, maybe. I don't know what I'm doing, guys. What's going on here? Well, I, I got something. Um, so the, yeah, to to continue my my like uh, string of of message boards. Like basically, I will also say, I feel like at some point I would kind of like burn the bridge behind me on a message board. Like really, like go out with a bang, right? Um, and I remember that I think after the M Doty thing went away, there was like a like a sort of a dude and some of his friends that I knew from that that site that would post on a message board together and like share songs that they made and stuff. And this is like when I started making my own music when I was like a, a teenager, like probably like seventeen or sixteen or something like that. Um, and was terrified to share it with anybody because I was uh, a coward basically. Um, at one point, I made a song that was heavily inspired and embarrassingly uh not embarrassingly inspired but like it was an embarrassing song that was inspired by uh, magnetic fields and like was clearly trying to do a stephen merritt voice and trying to be, do like clever clever songwriting right mm -hmm. and i like shared it with these dudes um and then i saw a a, a, a like a, a message that was like something about the lyrics being terrible mm -hmm. and i was like all right fuck this I'm out, like, and then just, like, and just, like, took off, like, not interested, right? Um, and then realized at some point that he was not referring to my song, like, probably months later where it was, like, too late. Just like, eh, okay, well, these people that were kind of my friends, I'm just going to never talk to again because of a misunderstanding. And then moves on to uh, the Flaming Lips message board, which this has been, like, like, circuit... 2000 or so so there might be a little bit of an overlap there i'm not sure exactly what the the, the uh timetable is um but yeah so we're gonna play some music and then we'll be back in a bit to talk a little bit more yes that's cool the song that we are about to play well that i have chosen is not so much doesn't have a story attached to it but for me feels very much in the period of early internet memories yeah there's some nostalgia. So I thought there was room for a little bit of yeah. nostalgia tonight. It's it's internet memories, nostalgia. It's like a it's a fun little it's like a mixed drink. Like the 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 booze is the the nostalgia and then the bitters are the, the memories and the citrus is my soothing voice. Ugh. <laughs> Hey guys, we're back. So I have a few more things for the list. The list now of trivially super annoying things. Lint and shoe. Updated. 
wet towel, wet socks, dropping soap slash razor, being sweaty, people being blown away by really obvious exposés, things on other things, popcorn kernel and gums, cold butter tears sandwich bread, water spots on glassware, cat puke step, slimy spinach, wet K-cup, airplane food, banana eating person, getting dunked, losing your place on Twitter, too many replies in emails or tweets, retail behavior, misbehavior I should say, <laughs> people who ring the thing on the bus when the bus thing has already been rung. Still love that one. I'll do that every time. I don't care. English country singers, shoe problems, itchy fabric and broken zippers. Yeah, that's a, that's a that's a that's a comprehensive list. Of These are some annoying things, my annoying friends. Trivial things. Um, so yeah, I forgot to back announce the music for the last little set. So let me let me do all that now. Um, just I don't know. Feels like the right thing to do. Hope you guys can hear my cat whining in the background because he's, he's he broke his, in. He broke into the room. Uh, so first. First unannounced song was Massive Attack with Dissolved Girl. And that's from their album Mezzanine. Uh, after that, the one we cut off halfway through because I can't stand it, is uh, True Dreams of Wichita by Soul Coughing from Ruby Vroom. Fun fact about that. Vroom? Do you know, do you know where the album name came from? Because I remember the, where that album name came from. Tell me, Tim. Um, Michael Froom is the producer of Ruby Vroom, I believe. Um, and I think his daughter's name was Ruby. And uh, Soul Coughing's drummer, Yuval Gabay, which I might be mispronouncing, is Israeli, so he pronounced her name Ruby Vroom, and hence the album name, Ruby Vroom. Uh, That's sort of cute, actually. It it is cute. It's very cute. I like that. Um, That might also just be total horseshit that I just made up. It's not, but maybe it is. Uh, and then this set, it was uh, The Flaming Lips with Mountainside, and that's from In a Priest Driven Ambulance. And then Built to Spill with The Weather, and that is from Ancient... Ancient Melodies of the Future. Thank you. Good. We've done our due diligence on... Built to Spill, a band that I no longer listen to, but that was a very important to me when I was 18. Yeah. They're a good band. I never really gave them enough cha- of a chance, but they're very good. Last year, I drove to Cleveland... And I drove straight from Chicago to Cleveland by myself, and I found a Built to Spill CD in my car, oh. and I blasted those jams. Yeah. Blasting jams, not annoying, not trivial. Just great. So, yeah. I um, promised to talk about my grandfather yeah, on I, Twitter. I, you did. And... What I talked about, what I was going to talk about, is that when I was a child, my grandfather, who really wanted to be tech forward and an early adopter, but was an old person, would get these technologies into his home and then they would break or something would go wrong. And so he would need to call tech support. But he hated calling tech support because this is my cranky Spanish grandfather, and so he would just make me do it. And I was like maybe 12. So he would call tech support and get them on the phone, and then every single time he would say, I'm going to put my daughter on the line, and then shove the phone at me and walk out of the room. (laughs) 
So as like a 12 year old, I spent like countless hours <laughs> on the phone with bemused tech support dudes. <laughs> and the thing that I think about is that they don't know how lucky they are that they did not have to talk to him. Because he was furious, presumably, at this point. Like he, oh, I mean, yeah, he just—he yeah. was a cranky old man, yeah, and I—I sure. I, I loved him. Um, but <laughs> but they really dodged a bullet on that one. Yeah, I mean, uh, so did you actually learn a lot about um, technical support from your hours on the phone with the tech support people? Or? I mean, I don't remember any of it. No. I just remember that we would like get the fiber optic working, sure, or whatever, and everyone would sound very relieved. And my grandfather would come trundling back in and give me a dollar or something. That's a that typical grandpa move. Super, super cool grandpa move. Here's a shiny nickel. That kind of thing. Probably would be happy with it. If, if I found a super shiny nickel now, I probably would be happy about that than if I was like eight. Oh, yeah. We found a right. super shiny, freaky-looking dime at work the other day and actually spent, I think, maybe five minutes trying to figure out what its uh, deal was. That's bad. That's bad. That's bad news. If this is a Goosebumps book, that shit's going to turn you inside out. Well, you know, we put it back in the register, and I, now, I, now it's going to get someone else. Yeah. Ooh. It's like the ring. Got to spend the dime passing on someone else. And then mint a new dime? This doesn't really work that well as a, as a metaphor. Right? No, yeah, no. Sorry. No, and then a horse commits suicide. <laughs> on, a, on a boat. You know. Horse, boat, yeah. suicide. I think Fred's not here, so he can't get mad no. about how much I hate the American ring. Does Fred like it? We shouldn't talk about Fred when he's not here. That's, that's, that's not polite, right? Or we could. We could. Or we could continue uh, to discuss. Yeah, we should probably just talk about Fred. Horses jumping to their I wanna, deaths. I want to keep talking about Fred in this voice. On voice. boats. Man, that Fred guy, right? I don't like this. What an SOB. Do you have more stories, Tim? Can you not whisper? <laughs> I can stop whispering. It's fine. I'm, I'm really happy to do it, any kind of creepy whispery voice but i mean it's bad radio and you know whatever um it's just it's 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 12 minutes until the end of the program <laughs> and i don't want to have nightmares you don't want to have nightmares about this oh god what if it, what what if i can figure out a way to do a whispering manatee see or now i'm going to wake up in the middle of the night and you will just be doing this and it will be terrible lauren i'm, I'm talking to you quietly from underwater I'm with my family now, and I'm happy. Lauren doesn't like this bit, apparently. I don't like the part where I'm going to wake up in the middle of the night and have to hear it again. Presumably. <laughs> well, now that you've planted that idea. Of course. Oh, boy. Ah, dang. Ah, I did it. I didn't mean to do it, guys. Sorry. So, I can't add that to the list of annoying things, though. It's too non-trivial. I thought maybe I'd read another uh, fun interpretation of, of a they might, be, uh, they might Be Giants song from this website. Yes, what is the name of the tune? Uh, I'm trying to find a good one right now. I mean, like, this is the stuff that really... Like, this is what I really... Like, drew me is... I was... 
for some reason as a kid, because their their lyrics are like um, cryptic enough that you can sort of read whatever you want into them, it's like, oh, of course I want to just overthink what is essentially a joke song, like a really well-written joke song. So, okay, I don't know. For those of you in the, in the in, who are listening who are familiar with They Might Be Giants, um, they have a song called Where Your Eyes Don't Go, which is pretty creepy. It's also from Lincoln. I'm just going to stick to Lincoln for now, apparently. Um, and it sort of has like a, it's got like a, it's about like a, like a, a, is a scarecrow man that like, he's always behind you, so you can never see him. And he's like pretending, he's like doing, uh, like mocking you while he's behind you, just like doing imitations of you. And you turn around, and he's still behind you. So it's it's kind of creepy, especially if you're a little kid, right? Um, but it's also very silly. Uh, at one point in the song, they mention the rapper Curtis Blow. And here is the explanation of who Curtis Blow is from TMBG.org. Curtis Blow in. Curtis Blow as in you're free to come and go or talk like Curtis Blow of Where Your Eyes Don't Go fame was a famous rapper of the mid to early 1980s who released several awful rap albums on Mercury Records. One major hit was Basketball, where he implored listeners to go to the hoop, y'all. I'm going to dispute the fact that Basketball is not a good song. Yeah, tight, tight zing, yeah. weird commenter on this weird I feel website. like there is some anti-rap um, sentiment buried in this, which is not, a poor interpretation. There's not a whole lot of interpreting going on here. That's just a relation of a fact. That is not really a fact. It's more of an opinion. Yes. On the topic of annotated lyrics, one of my favorite websites on the internet is the Annotated Fall website. Oh, I didn't know that was a thing. And I would just like to point out that in the song 50-Year-Old Man, which includes the line, Steve Albini. He's in collusion with Virgin Trains <sighs> Against Me. The anna- the anna- the annotist? The annotator. I think annotator sounds right, yeah. Meant says... Note three, a British railway, which apparently had problems with punctuality for a while, which may be what provoked MES's ire. To date, Steve Albini's role in this remains mere speculation. He's in collusion with them, though. What I understand is um, 50-Year-Old Man is like a, it's a really great long song, um, which I would almost want to play at the end of the show, but it's too late. Um, It's like 11, 12 minutes long. There's a banjo break down in the middle of it. It's largely M- M- MES, Marky Smith, thumping his chest about how great it is to be 50 years old. And it is one of the greatest pieces of song making, possibly of all time. That's fantastic. He's over two-thirds of bronze. And he's proud of it. He's proud of it. Like that, just, this, he's, he's real in, like he, I, I like hearing somebody who is of a certain age just like bragging about really it. Really owning it. Yeah. There's an obscene lyric about his about his genitalia at some point, which I'm not going to relate. But, but which he is too yeah. busy to use. He's too busy to use it. The song is 50-Year-Old Man. It is on the record, Imperial Wax Solvent. Which is fantastic. From 2008. Yeah. And you guys should listen to it, because otherwise we're just going to play is it that on the two, show. Is that from 2008, really? I think, it's, huh. I th- I think it is. That's really I think more recent than I thought. Um Oh no! I could be wrong about my rock I facts. Know. I don't really do rock facts. I, can look it up. I don't. I, I'm not going to correct you on the air. That would be rude. Maybe the manatee will correct you though. Maybe he can be like, like I'll, I'll go into the manatee voice when. Nope, I'm, I'm right. Oh, you're right. Cool. That's awesome. I would. I thought it was a lot older than that. That is. It's a great album. Um, the other fun part of that song, I'm just. We're just going to talk about the fall for a little while now. Is when uh, he complains about 
the green man in the hotel room imploring you to throw the towel on the floor <laughs> when you're finished with it. And Marky Smith's response is, I throw the towel on the floor and I piss in it, which is not what you're supposed to do with that towel. Because that's, he is rude. that kind of hotel rude, guest. Rude. The worst hotel guest. Yeah. Um, and yet, then you could have stories about having Mark E. Smith stay in your establishment for, I don't know, basically the rest of your hotel's life. Yeah, which is really, it's it, that's worth the, all the having to clean M.E.S.P. out of the carpet. Oh, now, ugh. and it must just, it, I don't want to talk, I don't want to go down this path. He's a raging alcoholic, too. So it that, has to that's be the good. worst some, thing. Ugh, that's some gross. Mm. Oh, and I think uh, my, my understanding about that song also... And the sort of Steve Albini thing is that uh, Steve Albini offered to produce a bunch of fall albums for free, like four of them, something like that. And Marky Smith took umbrage. Yeah. He's like, what are you saying? Our albums sound like crap. What are you saying? We can't afford to pay a producer. (laughs) And then like basically recorded like a, like a, a, I don't know what you call it, like a, like a beef track or something. (laughs) We call that. It's bizarre, and, and like he sounds really pissed. And I mean, this this you know, it's obviously the connection between pissing into a, a hotel towel and uh, and and the the, the the connection between that and Steve Albini is not clear, but I think it is clear in Marky Smith's mind, where I believe if it's clear there, anywhere it's clear there. Because nobody else has any idea what he's talking about. Yeah. Which is what I love about it. It's just like, it's like a puzzle. A completely bizarre vendetta. Hey, we have uh, we have David on the line. Hi Dave. Hi, I... You're you're on the air. How do I sound? You sound you sound fine. Um I'm gonna I'm gonna turn you up a little bit probably. Um How how are you doing tonight? I'm doing okay. Um, I was thinking about the old internet thing, and I was wondering if you remember a site from 10 years ago called subservientchicken.com. I do remember that site. I have no idea what you're it talking was like an, about. It, it, was a, it was a viral ad, I believe, wasn't it? I, it, was I, something I was really, yeah. it was something I was really fascinated by, and I, um, there was a lot of mystery around it, and I felt very betrayed by it when I found out that oh. it was... A, ad for uh, Burger King. Oh, yeah. no. Because it wasn't clear. It was like a thing where Burger King was like, um, like it was, I think it this was like, it was supposed to have been like, what, three or, was it like five or six years ago? Is that, is that right? No, or I, I, I looked it up and I was actually looking for Remnant. I, I tried typing in subservientchicken.com and every, there's, you know, it's not there anymore. But oh. there was a Wikipedia or something and it was, about 10 years ago, so that's like the 10th anniversary. Wow. So, uh, Jesus, that's early. That I, is I'm early. Sure I'm not sure there's anything like it, but, it, you know, it had this little kind of flash animation. You can kind of type in commands like dance or do a hokey pokey, kind of like a Simon Says kind of thing. And this, this uh, weird guy in the chicken outfit um, would do whatever you typed in. And, if and you know, there was a temptation always to, like, Type in something real, uh, yeah. Scene, and if you typed in something obscene, that the chicken do a, would just kind of do, do a, a no, no, do a sex thing, like chicken. Wave. Yeah, exactly. Like he's not into do, it. Yeah, and it would kind of wave its uh, feather at you, or wave its wing <laughs> at you, or whatever. <laughs> its sassy little feather. Yeah. I'm glad that they and, foresaw uh, that yeah, possibility, though. They were like, "Oh, clearly, what's going to happen is that like 
thousands of 14 year olds are going to try to get the chicken and do something terrible yeah yeah like kids are typing um, penis 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 over over again (laughs) that's not a command 14 year old it was kind of of funny and kind of creepy um you know it had this very kind of underlit kind of illicit uh look to it and it was like this kind of static staticky kind of flash animation um, but you know, I guess, you know, what they did was just like went through all the possibilities of what people would type in and yeah. have this guy in a weird kind of chicken outfit kind of, kind of react to that. It's basically like a really, sh- uh, like so a I shitty don't... adventure game from like 1990, like Zork. It was like, like Zork, yeah. but with a chicken video. But the way this thing looked like is that there was some like, uh, motel room somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> they set up cameras and yeah. had had this guy in a in an outfit, you know, go through all these possibilities. Do you think um, he was a paid actor, or do you think he was just like like a, a like a dude who worked in the uh, marketing department who got conscripted to put in a chicken outfit? I don't know. I think it was someone who might have had some choreography background or dancing <laughs> talent or something or acting. Something he seemed like to have some chops and like doing stuff, but. Um, that's God, I would question. love to imagine uh, the the rest of the show reel of the person who did that. Like, oh, what's your other acting experience? And it's just like all animal costumes. Right. I, I played I played yeah. Mercutio in Romeo and Juliet, and at uh, at the uh, the whatever that Shakespeare festival in Canada is called, like that kind of thing. It's like the just like it's sort of like the dude who played the uh, um like the the big the, the like the gang lord in uh, the Warriors, who was like clearly a Shakespearean actor who was just like slumming it in this weird movie like that's the guy who's also in the chicken suit just a guy who is way overqualified the av club put up uh, like an obituary of one of the guys from the warriors recently and it just got me thinking it's like i don't i don't know if i've ever seen any of those dudes and anything else like besides the warriors that was like such a uh uh the one specific movie. You know? The one guy, the 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 war, the, like the warriors. That that guy. Uh, the, he did a few things. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like he was in Twin Peaks at least, and a few other things. Oh, okay. He's also in uh, Dreams Dreamscape. Is that what it's called? The one where they, where the where they have like a dream machine. It's a, that's all I remember about Dreamscape. It has uh, the good looking, what's his name? Uh, the good looking Quaid, Dennis Quaid. There you go. He's in that. <laughs> Uh, the crazy queen. Right. Yeah. Which is yeah, you know. I guess if you're gonna be the the weird looking Quaid brother, you might as well also be crazy. So you have a calling card. But yeah. Um I think uh well so, Dave, yeah. thanks for the call, man. Uh we that was that was awesome. I do remember that. It was uh that moment where you realize when it's like uh, like they're getting you, like you've been got is a really yeah un- un- like some very moment. creative creative people are shilling uh <laughs> shilling garbage. It's kind of disappointing. Yeah. This one. yeah. But the moment when you think it's real, when there's a chicken just taking commands. Um, <laughs> right, it's, yeah. It's a fun moment. Life but yeah, we're going to we're gonna call it a night, I think. Um, yeah, thanks for calling. Uh, thanks for the call, Dave. Call us again. All right, and have a good night. I really want to dunk, dunk him, but I, I can't. Don't do it. I can't dunk. He didn't deserve a dunk, so I'm not going to dunk I'll dunk you him. first. Oh no! That's, see that you can't announce that, oh. and we gotta go. I gotta, I gotta play the effect because I just got dunked. So here's the, yeah. come on, my thing. It's taking a long time for me no, to get dunked. No, no, no. It's taking way too long. Oh, oh there we go. Oh, hey. oh, I'm all wet. Oh.
And on that note, I think we're gonna we're gonna call it a night. Anything anything you wanted to finish up with, Lauren? Oh well, I was gonna talk about the last song that we were going to play, but oh, yeah, that's no, fine. Yeah. You don't have yes, to. Yes, please, it. please, please do. No, we have we have time. Um, it is. Well, I actually don't want to go into the story because I've kept you all so late. But it involved another weird hangout for like a promotional website chat because apparently that's just what I did as a teen. Um, this time for the Modest Mouse chat. Ooh. And I hung out in the Modest Mouse promotional website for the moon in Antarctica. They had a chat room. It was super weird. <laughs> Uh, I remember getting hit on a lot, but that sounds about right. Yeah, I didn't hang out there very long. They were okay. <laughs> they were weird dudes. But this is the first Modest Mouse song I ever heard, and I still think it holds up. And I still have a special place in my heart for them. And it is called "Perfect Disguise," and it is off the Moon in Antarctica from 2000, and overproduced, but still I think pretty good record. Not to be confused with Brilliant Disguise by Bruce Springsteen. Indeed not. Yeah. Different But thank you all, and it's been fun, and this has been Low Level Rage, and we will see you next week. Bye, guys.